Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Before we get into this episode of Small Doses, want to remind you that if you have not joined the Amandaverse, you are missing out on some dope bonus content for Small Doses and also for the other stuff that I be doing, okay? It's really actually awesome to see how many people have joined the Amandaverse and are enjoying the fact that they get ad-free episodes. They also get bonus content that you don't get if you are just listening to the podcast. And you also get community because folks are in there talking and sharing, et cetera, et cetera. So if you want to get even more of Small Doses Podcast and you know what to do, go to the amandaverse.com, which is my Patreon, and get into supporting. And if you want to support beyond just listening, you can watch the Amanda Seals show over at amandaseelstv.com, which is basically my YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. We have over 100,000 subscribers thanks to you all and I know some of you all are like oh I like the podcast but baby you can also watch it now not just listen to it and that is something that we are doing every week and I think it gives people a different kind of like experience don't think it's the same thing because baby it is something different so you're getting double time of a dope time so go to Amanda Seals TV and join us all right last but not least if you ain't had enough Amanda in your life then baby you need to listen to the Amanda Seals show we are syndicated so you can go to the AmandaSealShow.com to find out if we're in your city and on what radio station. Or you can listen to us on the daily podcast that is produced every day, wherever you get your podcast. So that's a whole lot of Amanda for you. And you know what? I love that y'all love it. And right now, we're about to get into another episode of Small Doses Podcast. By the way, this episode with Ms. Ananda Lewis, this episode actually was the first time that we were meeting in person. And if you want to see what that meeting was like, well, baby, you got to subscribe to the Amandaverse. All right, let's get into it. Small doses, self-help from the hip. Small doses, we're talking that shit. Small doses, and keeping it real. Small doses, with me and Nancy Seals. It's so funky. <laughs> Welcome! Do you see who's next to me? You see it. You can't not see it. I cannot get over the level of beauty. Like, I can't. (laughs) This is not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. I really feel some type of way. (laughs) Like, because, like, we've all known. But I I don't know if anyone's told you today or if you, you know, if you haven't been to, like, a hood gas station today, no one may have told you yet. (laughs) But you're giving Sade levels. Girl, Shade, and Sade levels and any of us who know, Sade a day. Uh, I, I, I do. do. What did I say? I do. A day. I do. Sade a do is the benchmark. She's it. She's actually it. So huge compliment because I understand the Sade level. So thank you. Your benchmark level. What? We're aspiring. Let me tell you what I found is the same things you use to fight cancer, you use to anti-age. And so I've learned a lot and I've had to apply it you know, for real, like to extend my life. And it's giving me a good side effect because I can see the difference. My, I look younger than I did when I started. I had weird, like, you know, it's stuff going on. I was like, I am getting older. And then it went away. And so certain things that I've done have absolutely been effective and I didn't do it for that. <laughs> but it was a great side effect. <laughs> side effect. 
So, so what you're yeah. also going to witness today is host on host. Okay. There's a host on host <laughs> vibe here, right? Because that's a whole thing. Sometimes you get comedian on comedian, you get rapper on rapper, yes. but today it's host on host. So you're going to get a lot of clarifying statements. Mm. You're going to get a lot of brain, a lot, lot of smart, yeah, a lot of, lot of intelligence up in here. You're going to get a cheat out. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of awareness of the camera and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> you're like, because it's going to look really bad. And awareness of the hair. Yeah. We both keep going like this. We like, well, what's the I hair know, look like? But what's like, the hair look it. like? But what's love the hair it. Look? Love okay, it. So, hmm, just so welcome to another episode shot. of Small Doses. This is side effects of... Okay, so we also have to acknowledge that the topic is side effects of beating breast cancer, but there's so much more in the conversation. But I wanted to ground it in that because I, like so many people, when we learned about your journey to how you approach breast cancer, I think it was very different than I think a lot of us had witnessed, yeah. right? And not because other people aren't taking this journey, but I think a lot of folks hadn't been so vocal. Yeah. And more and more, I just think that we as Black folks are getting more aware of not only how to keep our bodies well and having a consciousness about that, but also moving beyond just Western medicine. Yeah as a way to deal with our bodies. Yeah. And for what it's worth, we're also bodies that were not even from the West and also didn't even have access to medicine in the West for quite some time. So it seems yeah. only natural right. that natural is would the be way to go. Yeah. And we've, we're also currently a people who've been disconnected from what our original people knew. And so we're reclaiming yes. some knowledge that we used to always have, right? And that's really empowering. I think that's why it feels right to us. I think that's why, you know, when you hear the truth, it resonates. Yeah. I think that's why that truth resonates because, well, number one, our bodies and plants are symbiotic, right? I mean, you walk outside and you breathe out carbon dioxide. Plants breathe in carbon dioxide. They breathe out oxygen. We breathe in oxygen. There's a natural cycle of life that we share very intimately with plants and all medicine comes from plants so you can choose a medicine that's been like really dialed down heavily you know processed for sometimes good reason right and turned into something that's quick and sometimes has lots of side effects but does its job or you can go the slower longer route with the actual plant and straining that like a tea or salving that like a mm. like doing those things with plants so there's this huge spectrum right and gradient of usage when it comes to plants that our bodies absolutely recognize and are, are intimately tied to. So I felt like that was a huge reason why for me that was where to start. It's not where I ended up. It's where I guess I will always be, so I shouldn't say ended up, but I had to also go on to stronger plant medicines. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you got the diagnosis, what was your first course of action that was presented to you in terms of how to beat breast cancer? Well, what was presented to me was because I was doing, you know, in order to find out, you pretty much go to conventional. They have the tests, the scans, they have the biopsies, they have all the stuff. Because mm -hmm. otherwise you won't even know what's going on in your body with, with the detail of the terminology, right? I knew there was something going on in my body. Did you? Oh, yeah. I felt the tumor myself. I found it myself. Okay. And so it took me a couple of months to then go in and get it. Why did it. it take you so long? Because I thought it was mastitis again from breastfeeding. And I had had a, oh. a problem in that same spot. What I found out over this four years of a journey is that many times breast cancers can occur, and cancers in general, right? Cancer is all one 
um, the same malfunction of the body. Happens in different places based on a lot of things. But in my body, it happened in my breast, which makes sense. My mother, my sister, there's a history of it, but no genetic component found yet, which I think is because they don't test black blood a lot. But for genetics, because clearly, I mean, you know, if all three of us got it, something, we have something in common. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? there's there's some something connection. in common. Right. And I think there was mold in the house we lived in all together. And then we didn't know that until later. I went back to renovate that house for my mom because, you know, I'm a carpenter now. too. So I had renovated <laughs> that house for her and found that mold and was like, oh, this could be a thing. So there are a lot of reasons. But I started with the conventional uh, world, and what they told me to do was, I forget how many rounds of chemotherapy, but chemotherapy, potentially radiation, first thing they always want to do is cut it out. Wait, before we get there, what was the defining thing that made you say, you know what, this isn't mastitis, let me go? I did a thermography first. And that, but like, were you just like, oh, I'll take care of it later? Or like, was there something that made you say, you know what, this might actually be worse than what I think it is? It felt different. It was harder it felt more like a rock, like mm. a pebble, okay. than a squishy. Because I feel like thing. there's always something that makes us go, I gotta check that yeah, out. Yeah, let me yeah. let me go on head yeah. in. Yeah. Well, my sister as well, um, Dr. Emery, she's a big deal in Chicago. I don't want to bust her out too much. Just don't know how much she wants, but she a big deal. And um, she kept saying, "Girl, go." get it checked out. Go get it checked out. I was a mom of a little boy who needed my focus. I was full-time homeschooling, stay-at-home mom. And this is what you hear from lots of women who go through this. I was doing so much for other people. I didn't have time for myself. And that's really what it came down to. I was too busy. And the busyness was more important than my health, my life. You know, and so a lot of that shifted for me after this, which my one of my best friends says, Cancer is an invitation to change, you know, and I felt like that was absolutely true for me. It was an invitation for me to change so many things I was doing wrong from sleeping to eating to stress levels to um, the people in my life. It, It caused me to change so many things. And for that little part of it, I'm super grateful. I don't know, like as a person who's really strong willed, stubborn and don't listen to nothing really like if if I don't approve of it, I ain't doing it. Um, That can backfire on you. Right. But it takes a lot to get me to shift. And it took this to get me to shift. I wasn't what going to look you? at those things. I'm an Aries first day. Mm, yes. I don't put that much, you know, authority in the signs. But I do think it's interesting how accurate it is. I was going to say, I need... I'm a full-on Aries. <laughs> As a cancer. Mm. Shouts on my cancer. <laughs> I mean, I think signs for some people is just like... Some signs are more loosey-goosey. Like yes. every cancer will tell you, I'm a cancer. <laughs> and thus, I behave this way. Whereas like, I feel like Aquarians are like, whatever. Well, it depends on if you're on the cusp too. Like I'm on the cusp. Oh. So I get a lot of Pisces in relationships, but in life, I'm Aries. Like in just like presenting life. Yeah. You are Aries. I'm a full on like, yeah, you. yeah. And, 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 I, and I like <laughs> weapons. Like I'm like a warrior kind of Aries. So, okay, you said that you went in, they did a thermo... Thermo, uh, Thermography is basically a camera that senses heat. Yeah. And it found the heat. It lit up bright red. But I already knew. And I also knew because my mom, right? Mm. I had a 35 or something percent higher chance of potentially getting it because of my mom. But I went through her journey with her and she did full conventional. And so, and I had other people in my family who'd been on their own journeys and I'd done the research for them to say, hey, look, here's some more natural methods. Here's how we help your body push through. Here's how, and you know, people are open or not open based on who they are and they get to right. make their own choice. It's a very personal decision. I just knew that if it ever came to me, which I kind of thought it would, 
I wasn't going to do any of that. And so I prepared mm-hmm. my mind for that part. But I didn't stop doing the things I should have stopped doing at the time. I mean, like Aries. What? So I should have stopped eating sugar. I mean, I none of us should ever be eating the level of sugar I was eating. Uh, I would have been sleeping better. There, there are studies now connecting sleep and breast cancer with such clarity and oh wow so like you're saying you should have been more conscious of your sleep pattern yeah for i don't know when prior to this i was ever sleeping between the hours of 10 11 p.m and 6 7 a.m i was up until 3 a.m most of my life why because i'm a night owl shout out to the night owls y'all know who you are (laughs) i did my best work after midnight why do you make that face when you say it my work Do you make that face because you feel like that's true or do you feel like it's something you had just decided was true? I think both. I mean, I really had moments where my creativity would turn on and I was, you know, my energy was high, but it changed when I became a mom because then I was up because of worry. Yeah. And the first year I was just watching my son sleep. My mom said she has not had a good night's sleep since since July 1st, 1981. (laughs) And you're like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) My bad. So sorry. But it's true because as a mom, that becomes... You think of your babies more than you think of yourself. You just do. And, and I think that's, we're wired like that because they'll die without you, right? So it, we have to be like that yeah. to continue the human population. So it, it, it makes sense to me why we're like that. But it was, it was real for me. Until my son was like four, I didn't sleep. And then when he was four, I would actually not watch him sleep. But that was the only time I had to do anything for myself. Because all of my day was homeschooling him and making sure he was eating and making sure he was learning and helping, you know, or his dad when I was in the relationship with him. And so there's constantly, constantly something to do as a woman and as a mother. Mm -hmm. And until you consciously stop yourself and say, oh, no, I can't do anything for y'all if I'm dead. I can't do anything. for. Thank you. And they tell you that on the planes for a reason, because you can't help anybody if you're suffering or unwell. And so, again, you know, cancer gave me a break that I wouldn't have applied for myself. I feel like so many people said that about the pandemic. Like, the pandemic gave me a break that I never would have taken. Mm. And it felt very cliche until I realized, oh, that happened to me too. Me too. too. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, look at what life has become. We participate in it, but I think we can look at social media and the influence of technology in our lives as a huge distraction to what life would be without all of that. Right. We would get up. We would probably I mean, let's say let's go back 100 years. We don't even have to go back 100 years. We just can move countries. Okay. Let's go to to Ethiopia and in, in Ambo, where I traveled in 2001 to help feed orphans and like do this missionary work. Right. You get up, depending on what part of this country you lived in, the, the villages we went through. This was their reality. You get up, you walk a mile or two to get water with a bucket to get your fresh water. You get it. You walk back, right? With a bucket With of water. With a bucket of water, typically on your head. If on the way you find fruits, berries, something naturally growing in a tree that belongs to all of us, right? Because the earth is everybody's, even though some people have tried to lock that down differently. We're talking about you, Bill Gates. Yep. <laughs> then you would pick that and eat it. But you would be burning calories the whole time. Yes. Just for some water. And that's maybe a gallon or two, or depending on how big your bucket is. Right. And then you think about food. Has there a screen come up at all in your life? No. What you have had is access to natural light. Our bodies are designed to work with the rising and setting of the sun. That is natural circadian rhythm. That's what it's set up based on. And so we would get up when the sun does. We would be done when the sun ends. Because what you going to do in the dark? I mean, there's some things you can do in the dark. (laughs) 
But those things are very, um, you know, dark leaning activities. <laughs> and so when we stop, the, I believe what I've witnessed in my own body and what I've researched in terms of all the studying I've done to try to extend my life is that the further away we get from the way we were created to be in these bodies, right? I'm a spirit living in a brilliant machine. I am not the machine, but the machine is mine. I'm responsible for it, and I have authority over what I do with it, and what I do with it matters. The machine is set up and designed to work with the world that it's in, and that is the rising setting of the sun, the plants, the light, the water. Mm. The, all of it is here for us to use, and we match it. And so the further away you get from that original setup, in my opinion, the sicker you become. Well, let me tell you, I mean, even on a basic level. So I went to Kenya last year, not, not last year, year, literally this year, a few months ago. It feels <laughs> like last year. <laughs> I really just Time is weird right <laughs> like, now, girl. Yeah, last year. Last no, year man, was it was four months ago. I went to Kenya and for two weeks when I came back, I was fucked up. Like my body was mm. off. I thought I had COVID. I was like, I'm just so exhausted. Mm. I have headaches. My stomach was hurting. I was wow. nauseous for the first three days. And I was like, yo, I don't know what's going on. And so I was on Instagram Live because I was be on Instagram Live like we are right now. <laughs> and I was talking to people and I was like, yo, I don't know what's going on with me. I just came back from Kenya and there were people in the chat that were like, oh, this is chronic. Um, this is not chronic. What do they call it? They were like, this is... Um, Typical? No, I forgot what the adjective was, but basically it was just... It's what it is when you come back lag. to the States. It was jet lag. <sighs> jet lag. They were like, this is... I, I think they said this is chronic jet lag. So yeah, like it continues shift. with you because someone said their dad is a pilot. And he said, for every time zone, you have to add in eight hours of recovery. <gasps> Because your circadian rhythm is thrown off. I've never heard that, but it And so true. they were like, your circadian rhythm is off because you went halfway around the world and you come back. And they were like, yeah, that's what this is. And mm. I started Googling and researching and I was like, holy shit, this is like a real thing. It's a real thing. It's like severe dehydration, mm -hmm. like all these things, but it was all based. You did a 180 based, in your body. Yes. And it was all based on circadian rhythms. Yeah. Circadian I mean, rhythms. Circadian <laughs> rhythms does also sound like a Ziggy Marley like band. It's circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. Rising with the sun. Circadian rhythm. Setting with the moon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that in common. We love music and we're jukeboxes, but yes, we are. Self made music jukeboxes. <laughs> I know other people's stuff too, but I like to just say what comes out of my mouth and then sing it. Yes. Yeah. And turn it into a song, which you did so beautifully. I'll still be singing yours. <laughs> I, I have that song in my Amazon music. <laughs> that makes me feel bad because you know what? It's an anthem. It, it's an anthem. Absolutely. And there are moments where you need it more than others. Where you're like, you know what I need to hear right now? Because of this. <laughs> I need to put on some Amanda Seals. Girl, it, it it's got me fucked up. You must Ooh, got me. It's got me fucked up. Not today. Mm -mm. Not the one. Mm -mm. Right. But it's a, it's a bop. <laughs> Appreciate that. This so, is, circadian rhythms. This is water. This feels very similar to when Janet Jackson told me she liked my song. That's Aww. like it's that kind of like. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a huge Janet say. It was like a very crazy time. It's another story I'll tell. Okay, I'll tell that story on Patreon. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna have to join your Patreon. Y'all go join Amanda's <laughs> Patreon so we can sit and listen to the story. I'm gonna grab some pop. I can't actually have popcorn, but I'm gonna grab something I can have. No kind of popcorn. I'm off grains completely right now. Grains are a huge problem. They cause lots of inflammation. But that is true for my body. And the other thing I learned is that, is generally similar as we are. We're also very specific. I've heard that there's like certain diets that are related to your blood type. Absolutely true. 
Like I'm Oneg. And your genetics. Right. You're Oneg. What am I? Can't remember. <laughs> I'm Oneg, which means I can give to everybody, but I can only get from Oneg. Wow. Again, I'm an X-Men. I don't know why. But that is like your life. Like you give to everybody, but you probably have a very narrow correct. circle. It, not even a circle, a sliver <laughs> of where you receive the way you want to receive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, your your preference to receive. That's true. Which is why when people come at me, I'm like, y'all aren't, come on now. Y'all are not. You don't fit in this narrow window. Stop it. You a circular square peg. <laughs> you got too many rounds. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So you said that you went through the thermal scan and then they were like, we're going to cut it out? They wanted to cut it out. I did not let them cut it out. I didn't do anything conventional told me to. I don't necessarily wow. recommend that for people. I understand why women go, just do whatever you need to do. Let me be done with this. Because I could have been done with, well, caveat, right? Let me say this and then I'll say that. I could have been done with this, according to them, probably within that year. Um, and what year is this? 2019. Okay. January of 2019 was when they told me what was going on. But what I know is that my body created this. An alien didn't come lay an egg in me, call it cancer, and leave. My body did this. And it did this for a variety of reasons, many of which I can control. And what I believe to be true is that if I did something to create it, I can do something to uncreate it as well. And I started on a mission to prove that to myself, first and foremost, and do things in a way that fit into, you want to talk about a narrow window? My quality of life window is narrow. I There's, just want to be honest with yeah. you that ever since you said an alien did not come. <laughs> You're stuck with I'm the visual. Because I'm still like, did Mary, was it? Was this the... I'm like, is Jesus an like egg <gasps> that was late and then... I mean, what's really weird is all the definitions and descriptions of angels sound very similar to what people have described of alien contact. And there's a guy who talks about that a lot. And I'm a Bible lover. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm You're saying not. we're supposed to question everything, look at everything, come to our own conclusions and be thinking people, right? We're not supposed to be cattle in a pen. And so uh, when I think about it, when I look at things, when I go, hmm, how much of the Ro how much of the changing did the Roman Empire do? I just go, I don't know. But I know what human beings have said. I know what the actual testaments say. And it's interestingly similar. Fascinating. Yeah, okay. go back and read it and look at the similarities. It, it's, it's fascinating. Well, they've but, also yes. shown that like other cultures have like their angels also felt were drawn and depicted in the same vision that we discuss mm. aliens, like in uh, Hindu mm -hmm. uh, culture mm -hmm. and in like, you know, just certain um, relics is not the word, but like the drawings that were like done. hieroglyphs. Almost. Yes, uh -huh. exactly. Yeah. Completely different topic, but I just. But you see how we go like this and come right back. <laughs> so that's why she said it's going to be host on host. <laughs> and it's going to be a different experience. We're going to bring it back. Blah, blah, blah. 
So we were talking about the... <laughs> yes. So we were talking about that you made this in your body. So you felt like if your body made this, then your body can get rid of this. Yes. And that is true. Here's the, the, the caveat. caveat. I only shared this journey when I did on my Instagram. I think it was that was 2020 because I recognized a huge mistake I had made that wasn't the cause of this, but certainly made it more difficult for me on the journey. Right. And that was not I want to say mammograms, but there's a caveat there, too. Not getting early detection. Right. Not addressing this earlier once I knew it was there. But even before that, not doing the mammograms that I should have been doing from probably the age of 40 Simply because my I mom literally right? just told my assistant, please schedule my mammogram. I more highly recommend the 3D ultrasound, especially because okay. we as black women have incredibly dense breasts. I did too. I've had knots and but you have like and big old all. like nice juicy Girl, titties. I have now I do thanks to my child and okay. and a tumor that's still sitting here. But <laughs> for some benefits. I mean <laughs> um, but the fibrousness, right? Fibrous breast are very real for us as melanated women. And most mammograms don't look as deeply and as thoroughly mm. as a 3D ultrasound will because of the density. So, and there's less radiation. And that's why I wasn't getting mammograms. I looked at my mom who had done exactly what she was supposed to do for 30 years and then ended up with breast cancer and said, hold up. So you're going to tell me you've been radiating her for 30 years and it has no effect? You've been radiating. We know radiation causes cancer. That's a known, right? Yeah. So, but how much, for how long, and what, who knows that part, but I took it upon myself to draw the conclusion that it must be because of that. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but what I did not understand was that sometimes you need a little bit of harm to do a whole lot of good, mm -hmm. and I would have benefited from getting the mammograms, even with a little bit of radiation, had I understood how I could mitigate those effects in my body. There's natural ways to do that. There's things you can take, and I would have found this a lot sooner, and then Everything I wanted to do, the way I wanted to do it, would have been more effective because there's a smaller tumor. There's less to get out. Okay. So I really felt like it was important for other women who were thinking like me about the radiation or resistant for whatever reason they were resistant um, because of, to hear it from me, to hear it from someone they've watched their whole lives, to hear it from someone who would be willing to be honest and open and I don't really care, I'm an open book about it, you know, that you need to get early detection. 3D ultrasound, mammogram, whatever you choose, Choose something and go do it. And go do it before they tell you to. They just changed the recommendation to 40. Yeah. Right, from 50 or whatever it was. And I think if you have a family history like I did, there may not be a genetic thing found like there isn't for me. But let me just tell you. But go get it. They, as in like the CDC, changed the recommendation? Um, it's not the CDC. It's a different, I forget what but company. The, the insurance the companies, who, by the way, though, are like, nah, nah, nah. We heard what you said, but we're not going to do that because that's going to cost us more money. Literally. And here's the inequity in healthcare, right? The, the racism that exists in healthcare is financial racism, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And it isn't the same kind of racism. It's bias based on money. It can affect anybody. So it's, it's really, you know, a financial bias and Absolutely. access or not, which I guess that's true in any field, right? But in medicine, it shouldn't exist because we all have a right to be healthy. And it's not that way in other countries. I mean, there, there's that, right? Like, it's oh not gosh. like this is a universal just, well, this is the only way it can be done. in the world. No, like in other countries at the end of the day. I mean, I will say I feel like it's in other countries where there isn't as much diversity. Yes. So I wonder True. if that's part of it, too, where they're just like, I mean, if a couple of scraggler nagglers <laughs> come in here and take advantage, <laughs> we can't then, help that. Right. We're not going to all suffer for them. Exactly. Maybe. 
I mean, there is something to be said about the strength of having all of the same people in one place. And I think when we create that for ourselves, we're going to see a shift. Because everybody has it but us. I saw a video of like these... uh, well, they're Ku Klux Klan members, right? Of uh, these uh, oh, the white boys, yeah, yeah, marching Ooh. in D.C. And I, it, I said to myself, like, I really just wish there was somewhere that, like, those of us who want to go can really just go so that they can have this place to themselves. Like, really, y'all can have this. Have this godforsaken place that we have built on bodies, that we have built on bones, mm. that we have built on blood. Like, keep it. Mm. Because what's going to end up happening is y'all going to eat yourselves. Because it's Lord of the Flies. That's Lord of the Flies! That's what y'all was doing. Biggie! Before the- <laughs> I the conch shell! I got the conch shell! Like, before they found the rest of us, they were eating themselves. The Vikings was fighting the other people. They're like, mm. let's go get the chalice. Mm. And they were, it was that. Mm. Well, the reality is we all have done that in our own ways, right? African tribes have been warring for yes. generations. It's a it's a very human thing to be at odds with something. Like we don't have something to be at odds with, we'll create it. Yes. And so we see that it's easier to be at odds with something that looks very different from you because human beings are set up it. for survival. Mm-hmm. And historic, like let's go back 500 years again. Someone who came into your village looking way different from you was a biological threat, not just a physical threat. They're a threat to your health. Like when smallpox came and annihilated, you know, part of my people and mm-hmm. ancestry that's that's Native you American. You very clearly have Indian right. in your family. But I, I do got Indian in my <laughs> I'm actually registered to a tribe in Oklahoma on my great grandmother's side. So I mean, there are real exchanges of biological material that are dangerous for people, and we are wired with that built in. So when I look at racists, I look at people who just haven't educated themselves enough to come out of the ignorance that racism thrives in. Because once you understand that, yes, there's a natural, normal reason we go like this when we see somebody different. You know what I mean? But we have to be smarter than that biological reaction. We have to understand things in a different way and apply that to our reality to come out of this darkness of nonsense that we're stuck in. And it's really not us, <laughs> but no, people have to come out of it. But that. even those people, I feel like are by and large being driven by folks who actually do know better and actually do understand. They just don't want better. And they're correct. Like they're wielding a weaponry that is not based in ignorance. Like, right. they're fully aware that black people are not a lesser person, right. et cetera, oh, et cetera. They understand that. But it's working that, because of ignorance. Yes. And so they make it their business to just continue to create spaces for them to just withhold power. And so they know that they've got to wield a certain level of brainwashing, of ignorance, yes. et cetera. But I will go back. And even though, even though we were all fighting each other, even though we were all fighting each other, I feel like in this day and age, when I see, I'm just going to take it to House of Cards. Like when you Ooh, watch House of Cards the last wait, season. House of Cards. Yeah, I didn't see that. I thought you were about to say Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's mm. a whole other podcast. I don't have time. Mm. I don't have time because mm. that's going to take us into a whole other situation where we talk about Dorne and mm. we talk about just the ways in which, you know, the Starks um, and Winter came. Yes. I can't. Y'all don't let me go down that road. The Lannisters um, do not always pay their debts. They don't. <laughs> they lie. <laughs> they don't. But I want, I want, I want them to know it was me. I want Cersei to know it was me. I want her to know. Shame! Like, people don't even know that shame, shame, like, that is from... Right. 
Cersei's walk butt ass naked right. through, through King's Landing. Like people don't understand. I'm actually overdue for a, re- a rewatch. I've rewatched it twice. Me too. In. I love the binge. I'm overdue. Yeah. I'm overdue. It's every every two years. But I just feel like there's if you watch House of Cards the last season, you basically just see these. People who are like, we're in power, just eat each other. Mm. Like they have so much power at this point that like it doesn't even, there's no value in trying to handle and puppeteer these people under them. It becomes like, no, I've got to puppeteer you. And so it's like, once you just leave people alone, like they end up just going in on themselves. And I'm like, yo, when I'm watching these clan people act like we're taking America back, where we have the shit. Try because you can't do any of the work. Well, that's what we're about to see. You can't do any of the labor. You can't. You never even wanted to. Right. Which so is how I we got here. I would love to see you figure it out. Figure yeah. it out. But again, I mean, yeah. we, we are going to veer off and come back. So we digress. That's all the same. What started. made you say? Uh, come back. Hey. Hey. Oh. There we go. We are Son. two kindred to never have met before today. <sighs> Do you understand? So like, refreshing. <laughs> you, like, I wanted to be a VJ because of you. Like, were you in the line that went around the block of Times Square? No, you were not. I was you not only it. because I had class. <laughs> like, not class, like I was classy, but like I had school. Right. <laughs> like I had, had to go to, to class. class. Yeah, I had right. to be in class. No, mm. I literally was like, this is one of my life's dreams to be a VJ. Mm. It's because of you. Oh. Like I can you see feel... I like you you exist in my mind's eye. <laughs> What's up guys? Like you <laughs> like you exist in my <laughs> like in my you know like I feel so sometimes like for this generation and, and the generations like behind me I just feel like damn like you missed out because I feel mm. like I had such a wealth of women to aspire to be and to like mm. base my life on on like basic like TV access. You yeah, know yeah. like I yeah. didn't have to like search it was like you have ananda you have oprah then you have like felicia rashad as claire huxville yes. but then you have like whitley gilbert you know yes. like you have like i just had such a multitude of options to choose from mm. if i wanted to just look at like the kind of black woman i want to grow up to be yeah and then i got to be a vj ah, you did, did you were time. like this is a dream come true and then i was like oh y'all are crazy. this is why she left <laughs> I see what happened, and now I know everything you want, <laughs> what it seems. Listen. I do get hot, though. Listen, this is... Uh, when they say, Nanda, how old are you? I'd be like, I'm this old. <laughs> I carry fans and use them. Thank you very much. Okay. So you Wait, were like... first of all, let me say thank you. I'm oh. really honored to have been one of those people, one of those women, one of You're those welcome. melanated women like you, you could you could see. Free. I'm just yeah, like, free. oh my, oh, so stop. So wait, I almost have to show you something. My phone's over there though. <laughs> free and I have been in touch, right? She has a really great organization, Team Cancer Free. We were working on figuring out how to work together. We've been talking for a couple of years. You also did my show, Smart, Funny, and Black Against online. Being free, right? Yes. I won. We don't have to rub that in. What I'm saying is, I finally met Free in person. I just came back last night from Strength of a Woman, the conference, the festival and summit Mary J. Blige puts on in Atlanta. And when I heard, I knew Free was going to be there, but we had been like this. I'm over here. I'm not over there no more. I'm over here. I'm not. And someone said, I said, does anybody know where Free is? They said, she's right over there. I said, where? Right there? Girl, I went in the room. She was in the middle of the interview. I didn't know that. I opened the door and I was like, Free Marie! <laughs> she, she like startled and she looked. She said, I'm not 
Girl, we got up and hugged and did a dance. It was like... <laughs> It felt like hugging you. It was like this homecoming. Like yes. these are the women, right? Who I have been, have watched after I left, seen, wanted to see, never really circled back myself. I never moved back to New York, any of that. But 20 something years later, here we are getting to finally connect. And it was a moment getting to hug free, getting to hug you. It getting, was a moment like, just it was now. A moment. Like I felt it. It was a moment, girl. It's a moment for me too. Thank you. Because I need it. Auntie needs air conditioning. I used to hate air conditioning. I'm like, if it doesn't have AC, I cannot go. I will not be there. Yeah. So I just, you know, those were difficult times too. And those golden years of TV, that's what it looked like from the outside. Inside, I was in there fighting and struggling. You know what I mean? And things were weird. And maybe it was just weird because it was new for me and I didn't expect to be on TV. I thought I was going to be a teacher. I kind of stumbled into it and was like, where am I? What are you doing? What are you? Who are you? Um, but I, you know, made the best of it. And I'm just super grateful that all these years later, I still have the ability to connect with people. And now I get the opportunity to see what it meant for everybody else. Because we didn't have social media back then. I mean, you know, yeah, it was snail, ma- snail mail or nothing. I, right. I didn't know that it was that impactful. I didn't know Like if know you didn't run into important. people on the street and they're that, like, oh my God, you're such a fan. Right. No. Right. Well, right. I'm here in your face telling you, you that girl. She that one. Thank you. Girl, you doing a Y'all good job, bitch. You doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And I need my fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So tell me this. When you were like, okay, I'm not going to cut this out, yeah. what was the response of your sister and your mom? Ah! People... <laughs> This is where we talk about the cocooning that I had to do. It took me a while to understand that other people do not control their fear as well as I do, right? Mm. That we all have a different interfacing when fear comes up. Yeah. I was very familiar with what my mother's was, right? Because she was my mom. And then other people in my life, I had to experience it when something that was going on with me was the cause of their fear. That's a really different interface. And yet what was most important for me at the time, and this started from, you know, from the diagnosis, but once I understood what was going on in my body, and and I say understood because when you start to learn about breast cancer, you learn that a tumor the size mine was when I found it, that's been growing for years. This wasn't something that in in the three months I waited or in the year that I didn't do, you know, two years I didn't do mammograms. This was something that had to have started growing six, seven years before that. Oh, shit. Absolutely. Because it takes time, right? And all that time, I've been fine. So I wasn't going to walk into anybody's office and be thrown into a state of fear because I know what fear does to the body and I know what fear does in your mind. What and does so fear I, do to the body? It poisons it. 
A lot of people, when you get afraid, I don't know if this is true for you, but when I'm truly afraid, you get hit in your gut. Yes. And then it radiates through your body. Yes. That's doing something. If you live in a mm. chronic state of that, this fear and stress to me are the same thing, basically. I mean, you can interpret stress as fear, but functionally in your body, it's performing the same destruction, right? The adrenaline rush of like the stress, the fight or flight thing, right, is put there to make you run if there's a, a tiger chasing you. But thank God we don't have tigers chasing us these days. What we have is thoughts in our heads chasing us, running us down, catching us, and flooding us with that same adrenaline that our bodies are only meant to withstand for short periods of time every now and then when we're being chased by a tiger. But because of how we live our lives now, every day you could be flooded with that. It could last all day long. I was a person who held a lot of stress, held a lot of ideas that created a lot of stress. Fear is the same way. And we're constantly thinking about the thing we're afraid of. So what I now know to be true about fear, well, one, it's an illusion, right? The only thing you're really afraid of is something you either don't know, don't understand, or don't know that you can do something about. Your, your main fear is that of the unknown. There can be real threats, but the real fear that we live with every day, for me anyway, it's typically something like, I'm afraid of happening. Well, that's the future, right? When I look at things just right in front of me, I don't get hit with fear. I get hit with thoughts of what can I do about that? Don't get discouraged, get determined. Absolutely. Because you can do something with determination. Determination is action. Nothing else really is. And if you're in a moment where you have to act and move yourself in a different direction, there's no room for fear because it's useless in that moment. All it can do is make you spin on the moment. Well, I'm trying to get over there. So if I'm trying to get over there, what do I need to do right now? What I need to do right now is take the next step in that direction. Fear doesn't let me do that. And so I think the people around me who were the most afraid were the ones who really didn't understand the path I was taking. So again, fear of the unknown. When I started to explain it and lay out what I was going to do, I think people have this idea that if you say natural, it just means I'm going to pop some supplements and do some breathing and hope my cancer goes away. It's kind of like when you are getting your makeup done by white makeup artists and you say natural and they think that means I'm not going to put any makeup on you. I literally had a white makeup artist do airbrush makeup on me and did not put makeup in the airbrush. Oh. And she literally just like sprayed me with air and was like, well, that was to open your pores. And I was like, ma'am. <laughs> so yes, people have different meanings for natural. Similar, yeah. Absolutely. Because that's ineffective. And that's what most people think about natural. They're like, well, it's not going to do anything. You have to read the studies for yourself. You have to look at what ozone does. You have to look at what PEMF mats do. You have to look at what red light therapy does. And by the time I opened up to more medicine, more conventional, not I've never done full conventional, but as I went through this process, the natural right way that most aligned with my body, I worked really hard at that. I'm a very disciplined person whenever I was going to say, I feel like you're also a certain kind of person. Here's the kind of person I am when it comes to my health. These are my notes. Every single day. And I write down everything I eat, how often I poop. Everything is in here. But you see, you were going to be a teacher. So you're a certain sense. kind of person. I'm a person. Virgo rising. Girl. There it is. Ding, 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 You know ding, who ding, else ding. is a Virgo rising? Huh? You know who else is a Virgo rising? Who? You? Amanda Seals. <laughs> well, <laughs> that makes sense. Type A personalities. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we rule the world for a good reason. Because we keep can, it organized. Yes. <laughs> but I feel like you just showed me a lesson plan for your life. And I've had one of those in some form or another for four years. So I started that. When you asked me what I did first, it was or get organized. And it was do a body cleanse, right? It was do. So here are the things that 
on some level, I love to tell my story because I feel like other women listening and men get breast cancer too, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But specifically, I I can only speak from what I know and I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. And I want other women to understand how much work there is to do. If you take this path, it's not simple and easy. No, it is not the lesser of the the two paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up somewhere in the middle of the two paths. Either way, you have work to do yourself. You cannot depend on somebody else to heal your body. Right. And I believe when, where my faith intersects this is I, I'm an avid and full believer in God. The way that I believe in God is kind of like how I am as a parent. Right. I have done every single thing I know how to do to give my son the best chance at this life that I could. I breastfed him for three years. I home birthed him. I did not immunize him fully until he was five. I did everything I felt like was good to the best of my ability. I well, think what is it the Christians say? Faith works. Faith without works is dead. Absolutely. And most people are not doing the work. They're begging God for a solution, but God has given you everything you need. You have the intelligence. You have the information because we all have a powerful computer in our hands 24 hours a day. I mean, there is no reason for us to be as sick as we are, except we are undisciplined or uninformed or unwilling to do the work or don't know what the work is. And that's not to blame the victim, but blame and responsibility, I say all the time, are two very different things. One puts you out of power and one is a full access to your power. Responsibility over your health is what I had to take. And I was doing it wrong. You know, I was just doing it wrong. So the first thing I did was a a detox. If I could go back 15, 20 years and do it over again and knowing what I know now, Mm -hmm. I never would have ended up here. I would have slept better. I would not have been a smoker. I would have stopped eating all the sugar. I would have started eating all the things. smoking? I was 17. My best friend got off a plane. We had smuggled her in from Texas after her mom made her move. She stayed in my house for a week before my mama knew she was there. Impressive. That's how I was as a teenager. (laughs) My poor mother. And she was smoking when she came back. And I was, you know, stressed out. Y'all were hiding a 17-year-old in the house. That's stressful. And she said, this, this, you know, makes you feel good, girl. And I went through every kind of cigarette. I smoked for almost, almost 13 years. Did you ever smoke a menthol Newport? I did. Okay. When I got to New York. (laughs) Very specific. That's when Esther. (laughs) But I was aware that I was being seen by a lot of people. And I was embarrassed to be a smoker. I think it's oh. a horrible, nasty habit. It's the worst addiction I've ever had. There's only two things that I have no shame about shaming people about. Smoking. Smoking and men that are over 40 years old with a pot belly. <laughs> and it's not honestly an aesthetic thing. Those two things. It's like, what kind of heart attack are you trying to have? Right. Like when I specifically see like black men with a pot belly over 40, I'm like... What are we doing? They're trying to kill you. Stop helping them. Same with cigarettes. Stop helping them. Anyone who's watching right now, I'm shaming you. Shame! 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 Shame. Ding! Ding! Ding. Walk you through the Game of Thrones. Cut it out. Get you some Nicorette gum. Or that's probably bad for you, too. Well, it probably (laughs) is. I quit with hypnosis, and it took me one session, and I never smoked a cigarette again. And that was... 18 years. Shoot, that was almost 20 years ago. Now, you went girl, to one session? One session, yeah. And it was a hypnosis. Did you know that you had been hypnotized? Like, I guess that's... Hypnotherapy is a very consciously unconscious 
uh, experience for me. You're not out of control. Nobody's manipulating your brain. Okay. They're walking you through your own In my mind, it's very Harry Potter Cruciatus curse, but it's not. <laughs> it's okay. so unfortunate that it's been made to seem like that because not at all what it is. Okay. I've used hypnotherapy for a lot of things, actually. A lot of the trauma that I experienced in my life from an adolescent even, I've worked through that trauma through hypnotherapy and now it doesn't even come up in my mind. Like it is just erased because what I found about trauma is if it's still there bothering you, you're always going to deal with it. So I had to cut the trauma off and not let it be there to bother me anymore. I'm it's very to do effective. some hypnotherapy. Yeah, no, hypnotherapy. Jeremiah, great. I like the Bible. I think there may be some hypnotherapy in our future. It's content. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you doing it to yourself. It's not somebody messing with you. I know a really good hypnotherapist if you want one. But yeah, it's a very beautiful, beautifully visual. People, You're creative, so the visuals would work for you. Because I'm afraid of ayahuasca. I've, Did you do ayahuasca? Mm -hmm, twice. And I... I think people have to choose what works for them. I don't highly recommend that just because of the other things I experienced. But it did help me in some levels. But nothing reversed this cancer, right? And like I was saying before, had I benefited from early detection, so I were there things that you earlier. tried? These thinking? are all things that I've tried in the last four years. Yeah, thinking well, the that therapy it, came way before, but yes. Okay, but you thought like that maybe doing ayahuasca and these other things would like help to reverse it. Yeah, and you know, Ooh. this path is a slow grind. It's a slow grind to a stop, right? And I did get the slow grind to a stop. It took me three years of very hard work. What do you mean to a work. stop? You got well, it I to stopped a it from growing. Yeah. I, well, no, I mean, cancer is just always going to keep going like this okay. until it takes over your whole body and this is what kills you. It gets in an organ and you're done, right. right? But if you can catch it as it's growing and stop it mm -hmm. and hold it right there, mm -hmm. then you can start to, it's like turning a, a you know, a huge ship. It's like you got to slow that sucker down first. Yeah. So slowing it down was really important for me, getting it to stop and then starting to turn it this way. So when they diagnosed me, I was at a three and now I'm at a two and oh, I keep sketching nice. it down. Yeah, and and pretty soon it's going to be no evidence of disease. I mean, I, I have a clearer path now because of everything I've learned, so I know better what to do. And I've never felt like your face feels. <laughs> it's never been. This has been really. That's the wrong word. Exciting is not the right word, but eye opening. And for someone who likes to be their own guinea pig, really, really. Re Why are you crying? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so proud Amanda. of you. You're crying for pride? Okay, you're going to make me cry. When people because cry, Because that's like... Don't cry for fear. Fear has no, no place. No, I'm okay. so proud of you because I just feel like that is like... You like performed alchemy on yourself, you know? And I don't think a lot of people understand or really, really, truly understand like the magic that you can create within mm. your body. Like that's magic, you mm. know? Like it's not like some far-fetched thing. Like you really... Yeah did that like I you did, did that. it I, I did, did that girl and like I remember yeah. like Ananda I remember when this news had come out and for for us it's news for you it's reality like and for you, you learned a year and a half after it already started yes so for us it's like a headline like oh did y'all hear that Ananda Lewis got breast cancer like and a lot of people don't understand that when you're in the public life y'all are getting a headline that is something that we're actually having to deal with real life and so I remember seeing you talk about like I'm going on this journey, like I'm taking these steps. And I think for me, it's just so dope to be in the presence of someone who really took 
their healing in their own hands mm. and got to see like the results of it. I think that for so many of us, we forget that we can impress ourselves mm. at any time in mm. our lives. And we forget that in the ability to do that, we also find a willingness to live. Yeah, We find an excitement and an enthusiasm in breathing every day. Yes. And there's so much that is taking that from us on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like really deeply moved right now. Mm. You turned that shit Thank from a three you. to a two. You turned I it did. down. Everybody trying to turn up. But he was like, I'm, turn down. And, you and it's going to keep going down because I know how to do it now. And yes, I don't get to party and drink and eat, but I did enough of that in my life. I was going to say, you was in the 90s. I listen, I carried alcohol with me to all the live stuff we do. You all want to hear some real stories? Let's talk about the alcohol I used to pour out my bag for everybody. Let me tell you about alcohol. It's Can you tell us about devil. alcohol? Like, I don't think people understand the poison and then like the sugar is also in the poison. Mm. And like when we talked earlier, when you said like, yo, like we really like fuck up our bodies yeah. and we think that it's going to just like, I had to have vocal cord surgery during the pandemic that was a result ultimately of me drinking like consistently in Jeremiah, like the Bible went, oh, really? Did you? <laughs> was it a polyp? Yeah, on it your was, throat. Mm -hmm. but it was like from 2003 to 2006, I was just drinking because it was like, we're partying. I'm a host now on MTV. We're in the club. And then I don't even really like the club, but I got to be here to get this check. So I'm going to have to be inebriated to like really enjoy this. So yeah, now I'm at a point where I'm 140 pounds, but I'm drinking three shots of Patron just to start, start the, night. the night. Right. And it got mm. to a point where I couldn't talk. Because my vocal cords were so fucked up. And the doctor was like, well, you can either sing or drink. Like, those are your Truth. two options. Yeah. And even though, like, I literally cut alcohol that day, my vocal cords never fully recovered. Really? No, they never fully recovered. And part of the reason they didn't fully recover is because even though I had cut alcohol, I'm still eating a lot of sugar. Mm. And I was still eating animal fat. Mm. And mm. I'm on the fence on that one, but yes. So I'm gonna tell you how I know for a fact that this was part of my problem. Yeah. Because fast forward, it's 2019. I cannot talk. Like every morning at the You're reel. Like, <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. Every morning at the reel, it's a whole regimen just to try and get my vocal cords to function. Were you breathing steam and I'm all breathing that? steam? Menthol? I'm eating manuka honey. Ooh, I'm drinking yeah. throat coat with struggling. regular honey. Oh like all of this is just so that I can be like, hey y'all, okay, <laughs> now you know racism is real, right? <laughs> so that white bitches can come on the reels page and tell me, stop talking about racism. We want to hear about lipstick. But that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm supposed to get the surgery. And then pandemic. Mm, so he was no like, we, surgery. we can't get it. So now it's like seven months later and he opens his office back up. Shout out to Dr. Nasiri. And I go back to... In New York? No, he's here. I feel like I... Oh, anyway, go He ahead. might have I office I saw there. a throat guy in New York that I thought was Nasiri. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So I go and he gets mad. He literally got mad at me and was like... We can't do anything for you because your vocal cords are so fucking swollen. And this is not a man that like cusses. No. <laughs> and he's like, your vocal cords are so fucking swollen that we can't do anything. There's nothing to be done. So I don't know what to tell you, Amanda. And I'm in the chair like, I don't know what to say. And I can't even say anything anyway. And he's like, stop talking. <laughs> don't even waste <laughs> Right. 
So I leave that office. I'm supposed to have the surgery on Tuesday. I leave that office on a Thursday and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He was like, come back on Tuesday. We're going to move the surgery, but come back on Tuesday to see where we're at. And my homegirl, Candace, shout out to Candace Thompson. She's a comedian. You can also hear her on side effects of narcissism. She was coming over that day. And she's also like very much holistic into functional medicine. Like she's cured herself of something before as well. we, We had a moment. Yes. So everybody can do it. I get to my house and I'm like, I can't even talk. Like, I have to mouth words to her. I'm, Machine like, talking through the language. notes app. Right. Because uh-huh. I'm, like, if I'm supposed to have this surgery, like, I can't talk. And she was, like, you cannot eat any animal fat for, like, a while. And I was, like, why? She was, like, because, yes, you may have cut dairy, but the acid that you are having with the animal fat is what... Because I was also having chronic reflux. acid reflux. And mm-hmm. she was, like, the acid from the animal fat is what's, is what's taking your reflux to another level. And I was just, like... Mm. So what she trying to say? I got to be vegan? And she was, like, first of all, yes... yes. But she was like, right now, you don't even need to be vegan. You need to be Dr. Sebi vegan. Ooh. Which is a whole, by the way, other level of vegan. Whole other level. That's like alkaline. You need to carry one of these. Yes. Like, <laughs> you gotta have a book. She's like, those bananas you're eating aren't real bananas. Uh, she's like, broccoli is not real. Like, she's like, no, hemp seeds ain't even it. You gotta eat. Like, no, she's, she's big on hemp seeds. She was like, yeah, like, you have to go this route. So for four days, that's it, for four days... I went hardcore Dr. Sebi. Wow. Went back and I also didn't talk. And the the doctor was like, what did you do? I've never seen a reversal this quick. I had managed in literally just four days of living like this to remove the inflammation from my vocal cords. And now the polyps, which are going to be there, those were just sticking out so clearly that he could just go in and zap them out. Whereas before he was like, I can't zap them out because everything around it is so inflamed that it's going to permanently ruin your vocal cords. Inflammation is the root of all disease. Yeah. The mucus, right? Yeah. Well, the inflammation, the mucus is, is another thing, but the inflammation is literally inflammation, the swollen flesh, right? Right. The swollen meat. And so anything in there is just going to get squeezed out. And it's like, if I we was vegan for our six bodies, months, I was six vegan. Months? I went vegan for six months. Wow, Not after Sebi vegan, but I went vegan, vegan for six right. months. You just did the Sebi for four days and then you did vegan six months. Got it it. cured my acid reflux. And I've suffered from acid reflux since I was 15. Because the body will heal itself when you get out of the way. You got out of the way by getting the inflammation resolved. Now, have I gone back to eating animal meat? Yes. Yes, you have. I because have. it's delicious. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm actually really surprised that you're not vegan. I have been vegan. 
but I'm keto right now. Okay. So as I've been, you know, as I did not get the tumor cut out uh-huh. and as it has grown because uh-huh. cancer will do that again, I'm stopping it. But what I was doing wasn't reversing it. Now I've gotten half of it ablated. So some of it's gone. But as I'm doing that, I had to go through all kinds of different eating styles to figure out what works best for me. And at one point, probably two and a half years ago, I had legs. So the reason they call it cancer, it's a Greek word for crab. And there's like, so you have a main tumor and then you have these legs kind of coming off that look like a crab. And I could see the legs, right? Coming down my body here. There were two of them on this side. I had three one time on that side. There's not even going thing on this side. So I think it was these going over there. But these were trying to go down to my liver. And I felt them. You could see Shut like, the fuck oh, up. No, no, it was like a, it was like, you know, thin, like a amp, like a cord, like a, like a charger cord. No, I don't oh, yeah, like I that. too. Going down, and I went, it was one of those moments that I panicked. I've never had fear, but I have had panic. And I went, oh, the way I'm, I was doing an all fruit diet. And so here's the moment where I learned, I already knew sugar fed cancer, but I didn't realize that at my stage, again, got to know your body, get that early detection so you could start the good things earlier and you never get here. But at my stage, things were already ramped up. So it wasn't enough to just start to try to do a quick cleanse. Nothing was going to be quick. And I had to escalate because my tumor was bigger. So the fruit wasn't doing it for me. I was still getting too much sugar. And I had been studying the keto for cancer. I had lost a lot of weight on keto prior to that. But I had been studying keto and its effects on cancer and hadn't started it yet because I wanted to stick with this all fruit thing that day. I felt these and I was like, oh no. And every day they would go lower and no, lower. And no. I could see, I, you could see them through my skin. And I said, okay, I have to change something. And I said, it's going to have to be keto. In three days of doing a really strict keto that included, I mean, you can't really do that much high fat. I, you can, but I didn't know it at the time. At the time, I felt like I had to do the, the full fat dairy. I had to do the, the meat because I needed the little bit of protein, high fat. In three days, they pulled right back Shut up. Shut the fuck up. They were gone. Up. Who are they you? They were gone. I'm an alchemist, like you said. <laughs> like we all are. We just don't know that we're an alchemist. You know what, though? Like, you did it, too. You got rid of your information in public. What do you mean? You're an alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And you saw it was hard work. But that's... The reason why I'm tripping is because it just once again reminds us that, like, cancer is an organism. Mm-hmm. It wants to live, too. You just have to want to live more than it does. So you have to be willing to ratchet down your discipline real tight. Real tight. I mean, real tight. <laughs> My keto has about six, seven grams of carbs a day on it when I'm full on in it. And when I'm not full on in it, I can feel the change. It is. It's do you give yourself any breaks? I do. I gave myself a break at the holidays and I give myself uh, another break during the year. I just have to kind of figure out when. Usually it's around my birthday. I didn't do that this time because I was going down to get this procedure. And that doctor was very clear that you need to be doing keto. So um, that was important. But I will again. You know, I had to look at how I was thinking, right? And if you're thinking about sugar as a treat, you're thinking about poison as a treat. And so when I say give myself a break because I want to stop and I want to treat, what am I calling a treat? And whose definition of that am I using? And does that apply to me today in this body that I need to keep a certain way to stay in that narrow window of quality of life and the longevity I want? And I fully believe the outcome I want is possible. And I know that it's up to me to do the work. You can pray for help, but you have to do the work. And I was also speaking wrong. I was like, oh, if I, you know, um, I don't know what I was saying because I don't say it anymore. My brain doesn't work like that. Like, I don't want to remember the bad stuff, so I don't. That's Probably how I feel about people I don't like. Right. Now, see, you don't even think about them again. Like, did you ever exist? I don't know because I don't think of you. Facts. 
Bye. And I'm like that too. It's like a clean cut. Mm-hmm. So in I your just thoughts, I just want to be clear. Are you saying that ice cream is poison? Ice cream is poison. <laughs> Listen, depending on your body, if you're in a healthy body, you can handle some of that stuff. You do not yet have damaged systems, right? But my lymphatic system is compromised. And so knowing that I know that I have to be careful because I'm not going to clean out the toxins of the sugar and everything okay. else that comes with the ice cream I had a as effectively. Ice cream yesterday. So just do really... a day of fasting or, or do you do intermittent fasting? Not on purpose. <laughs> You'd be starving because you ate your food, which you won't. Correct. Well, yeah. I would do that differently too. I mean, again, if I knew what I know now, 15 years ago, I could have, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to work with your body, right? If you know you want ice cream, have your ice cream, but do a detox, get some of that stuff out. Do an intermittent fasting week. If you don't do it all, I do intermittent fasting all the time. I eat for a five hour window a day and I do not eat for a 20 or 19 hour window. And pretty so, sure I do that on accident. Yeah. Well, it was good for you to do an accident, but think of how our ancestors lived. Well, Remember I the saw, water there walking? Was a video, there was a video that went kind of like, not necessarily viable. It got around yeah, about that the three meals a day thing is really like some colonial thing. And that really like the people of the continent used to just eat when they were hungry, which yeah. is a different way of metabolizing your body. Yeah. And so a lot of our bodies are still adjusting to like this thing that was imposed upon us yes. that really isn't how our organisms like formed. Yes. And is not how they work best. I mean, think about it. You love your car, right? I do. I love my car. I do love my I car. I don't go without the service. I don't put junk gas in it. I don't run the gas all the way out. I don't treat my truck because I love my truck. I don't treat it poorly. But we have brilliant, exquisitely built machines that we live in that we have no clue how to take care of. And we treat them like shit. Yes. And that's why we are getting shitty results. Because if we treated our cars the way we treat our bodies, we'd all be walking again. They would not work. The difference between your body and your car is it's an intelligent living organism that repairs itself, that fixes itself, that decides to do things. When you, you know when you don't have enough water, what's the first sign of dehydration? Do you know? Headache. Yeah. So your body will pull the water it needs for the, the really important functions and let those other non-important functions go. And you will suffer because of it and you will feel it first in your head. Your body, for women, we use about 80 ounces of water a day. Men use about 110. Mm. We use a quart for our kidneys to function. We use a quart for our skin to function. Our lungs, just to breathe, takes a cup of water. We need fluid. Now, a lot of people are on, I'm about to do a post about this, so it's good we're talking about it because that's, that's my next post I have written out. I'm like, this is what I want to share and I didn't get to it before I left. So I'm going to tell y'all and then you're going to see the post. We think that we have to drink a lot of water, but it's really fluid that we need, right? So you can get that fluid. My tea counts as fluid because I made LaCroix it Does LaCroix count as fluid? Um, no. Damn. Because carbonated water, something about the carbonation, and again, I ain't a scientist. I just know what I know. But something about that carbonation messes up your body's ability to use it. And cool. coffee doesn't count as fluid because- Not a coffee drinker. You're good. You need more water. When you drink coffee, it's a diuretic. Right. And so dehydration is what we want to avoid because when your body dries out, it starts to rust and rot because water moves things through. The fluid moves things through. It carries your nutrients, carries out the waste. And so- when you're not getting the level of fluid you need, your body starts to suck constipation. Most of it is as a result of dehydration. I mean, think about it. You got sticky stuff going through <laughs> sticky tubes. You need to oil and lubricate that thing up. So I think, you know, knowing your body, understanding your body, giving your body just the basics. I had a friend call me and 
she was talking about, you know, depression. She was sad for a longer amount of time than she wanted to be. And it wasn't long after I had done the post about checking on your friends, but with actionable items like asking them to get a trace minerals test, right? Check your vitamin D and your magnesium levels. Because there was like some study where 58% of people who had tried to commit suicide were found to have low levels of magnesium and D3. And so this correlation between how our bodies function and how we fuel our bodies, not always food, but fuel our bodies is vital. When she started taking the magnesium I recommended to her, which is not a single magnesium, but a broad spectrum magnesium, two weeks later, she was like, you know, I really want to do it this way. Because she called me asking for a good therapist. And I said, huh, let's look at this first. She felt better. Because your body will feel better. Think about yourself in a relationship. If your man's not talking to you, not giving you hugs, or whoever you with, I don't think say it, everybody's with man, right? But whoever you're with, yeah. if your partner is not being good to you, how do you feel about that relationship? And how do you respond? You're in a relationship with your body. And if you're not doing your part and showing up as a good partner, don't expect a good outcome. Oof. No, that's real. I don't think we think about it enough that way. We don't. It's very clear. And we have to. And our, a lot of us are treating our bodies like a side piece. Hey, girl. A lot of us are treating our bodies like a side piece. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get to you when I get to you. Yeah, and my main over here, my life is <laughs> more important. And that's what happens mm-hmm. is that we don't get to our bodies until we get to them. And usually that's when they done pulled up outside the house making all this noise. Listen, spray painting your car, <laughs> kicking in your windows. Because that's really what happens. Your body starts making noise to you and now you pay it attention. But oftentimes... It's too late or it's later than you would like it to be like yes. you experienced yourself. Yes. And I well, feel like you just haven't listened when it was whispering. Right. My body whispered and then it tapped and then it knocked and then it banged. But I had to get the door kicked in right. to listen. And that's why I encourage women to be proactive because you don't have to end up as far along as I am. I'm going to be OK. I fully believe that I now speak into my life what I want and I will have perfect health again. Right. But it was my fault for losing it. No one else's. And I have to take responsibility over that because that responsibility allows me to do something about the fix because that is also in my hands. Do you think you would have felt this level of warrior spirit to fight had you not had your son? Mm. Mm. No, because I didn't value myself enough. He gave me the external value that I needed to project. And now I've been able to come full circle and project that back onto myself again. So now because of him, I'm able to say, oh, I want to be here for everybody else, but I really want to be here for me. Because I don't think a lot of women who are in this situation realize that that's enough. It's enough mm, to want to be there for you. And not even just as it relates to cancer. Like, I feel like, mm. you know, there's just... Because I've asked, like, I asked myself that. I don't have any kids. And it's like... If I was faced with something like this, like, would I, would I fight it? Like, would Mm. I fight for me to stick around? Mm. And I think it would be more so like if my mom was still, my mom is still here, thankfully, but I feel like it'd be like, I'm gonna stick around for her. Like, (laughs) like, I don't think we really will like, just be like, no, I need to be around for me. Like, I stick around for like, Instagram. (laughs) I'll be here for my YouTube channel. I'll be here for my YouTube channel. Like, shout out to y'all. I'll be here for small doses. Fans. I mean, we all need an inspiration. That's all right. I mean, I think that's the thing too. It's like whatever you need, like whatever, yes. like whatever it takes. And watching you, 
I just remember like during the pandemic of things, you were like, well, because of me having to go through this journey of wellness, I also can give y'all some tips on how to stay well in this pandemic. I I was so right about it. You were like, we're going to spray, we're spraying hydrogen. You need to come in the house, spray hydrogen. (laughs) I was like, yo, Anada is not playing games. I think it also helps Amanda that I'm not afraid to die. I, I mean, think I'm that's what either. hangs over a lot of people's heads when yeah. they hear cancer, whatever. There's all kinds of illnesses because of how we live, right? But when you hear that, you go, oh, I don't want to die. And I was like, oh, you again? <laughs> right? Because we're going to circle back on you. And I have looked at death in the face and been like, I am okay with what I believe is going to happen. What I'm not willing to do is live a life I hate ever again because I've done that too. Mm. And so the life that I'm living now is when I'm creating the way I am because I need to love my life. What was that an element of the life that you were hating? Not you- having any control over it. Especially at what everybody else thought was like the apex of success, having your own talk show. That was the most miserable I've ever been in my life. And I was borderline suicidal. Funny, because I became suicidal on The Real. What? <laughs> yeah, let me say something else. You know, this is completely separate, but not completely separate. You know how every time you drive on the set, like I would drive on set every day, and there's that sign that says, especially in California, chemicals exist here that may cause cancer. And then I started counting how many newscaster women and broadcaster women and women in television are getting all kinds of cancers. And I was like, (gasps) what? And you know that it's a matter of time. So you can have an exposure here and it doesn't show until here. And I went, oh. You think? Every day we're showing up in these facilities that are telling us there's a sign when you walk in the gate. I don't know. This is just a theory that runs no through my way. head when I look at cause and effect. But I mean, when you think it, see, now you're thinking about it and you're never going <laughs> to unsee it. Every time you go on a lot now, you're going to see that sign. And I was like, what? There's radiation in these studios. All the wireless, all the yeah, technology, yeah, yeah. all that goes through your body. You are flesh. You are penetratable. You're 70% or something water. The electricity goes right through you. So I shut the power off in my house at night. I have red light. Well, I don't shut the power off. I pull the electrical out of certain rooms and out of my bedroom especially. But I have a red light flashlight. If I have to get up in the middle of the night for some reason, I'm not going to disturb my circadian rhythm turning on lights. I have a red light flashlight. I have red lights plugged into the house. So after 8, 830, all the bright lights go off. And we are, and my son knows, do not turn them things on because I need to train his body right. So he never ends up broken. There are things we can do and they're real and there's science that back them up. And if we don't know, we can't do. But once we do know, we must do if we're serious about having a high level of health and the longest life we can have. My man's going to love this episode, and we about to have red lights in the house. <laughs> They're plugins that go all over. <laughs> They're like, you know, they're He's going to be like, I told you. <laughs> See? <laughs> talk about it. Yes. I told you. It's and then I improved it, and so now we're getting red lights. It's real. There's a light. Think about it. Again, 200 years ago, no electricity. What was the light they had at night? Fire and candlelight. Fire and things based on fire. That's a level of light that's below a certain level, and then you're safe. Our ancestors didn't flip on lights. They carried candles. Our bodies are designed to work best like that. And we can make this modern society fit a healthier lifestyle. We just got to switch a few things and do a few things differently. And We're it's worth it. We have to be it. in this house taking magnesium like, up, and carrying up. candles. <laughs> we have to be in here Spraying your H2O2 in your nose. <laughs> Well, speaking of a red light special, if you want to hear these questions that I'm about to ask Ms. Ananda Lewis. Oh, you got questions? (laughs) We got a red light special over at Patreon. All right. So come on over to the Amandaverse if you want to hear her answer questions live. I love the names of your stuff. Amandaverse. (laughs) It's a universe of Amanda. 
first dose. Well, we are so happy that you are still here. And not just like still here, but like thriving. I feel like I'm thriving more now than I ever have. So, yeah. I think you're also driven in another way. And you also like proved something to yourself that a lot of us need to do Mm. to remind ourselves that I believe that no matter what you believe in, God is in us. Yes. So even if you believe in like that God exists out there, you are a part of that. Even if you believe God is the earth, you're a part of that. You can look at pictures of the body and put it next to pictures of the earth oh, and you can't even tell the difference I sometimes. I doing that. The veins and it's the roots. fascinating. Oh, it is unbelievably beautiful. And you're like, oh, huh. The Be same match. way that you can look at pictures of the universe and look at pictures of parts of the body and the way yes. it works. And it's also the same. Yes. So there's a universality that lets you know that we aren't just from nothing. Right. And that within that universality of us being part of God, we also have God-like capabilities to create mm. something from nothing. Mm. So you created healing yes. from nowhere. Yes. Like you you brought it within you and made it happen. Yes. And that well, everything is, comes from the void, right? And even if you're of the Christian faith, which I am heavily influenced by but not limited by, I really think, you know, Jesus came to teach us something, but he didn't teach us to be beggars of God and ask God to do all our work. You're made perfectly. He didn't tell Lazarus, can you please try to get up? He said, get up. <laughs> Right? He commanded him to get up. He wasn't begging and pleading and will you my try and maybe put a foot on the ground. He said, get up and pick up your bed and walk. We are here to be powerful because we are, but we're here to express the power we've been given. Mm -hmm. And if we're doing anything other than that, we're not fully doing our part. So, you know, when you look at, well, my life isn't doing this or that, that, just just narrow it down and look at what you're doing. Yes. Because what you're doing shifts everything when you do it right. And I, that was a hard lesson for me to That's learn. The only thing you control, can control is you. Literally the only thing you can control. And you waste your time trying to control anything else. I love your brain, Amanda. I've always just wanted Ditto. to say that to you. I love your brain. I, you like start to talk. And when I saw you do the whole, the, literally one of the first times I was aware of you, I saw you on MTV for a minute. But when I got really aware of you, it was the, um, what's her name? Uh, Caitlin. Yes. The Caitlin. Uh, I was going to say Kendra. It, not Kendra. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I just kept I was like, I have to watch it again. I have to watch it again. What she say? Oh my, yes. The boldness. But because you are speaking the truth, it's easy to be bold. Because you know you're not wrong. And the patience with other people to catch up. Well, and let me tell you, when you talked about the beautiful. whole like stillness and the the strength, mm. I learned that in that moment in real time. Mm. Like literally in real time. Because earlier in that dinner, I felt very compelled to be like, well, and, and, and then I was like, you know what? These people can't, they can't receive this this way. Mm. So then I had to just hmm. like. You had that Google map. You yeah, said, oh. Yeah. And I had to really like, I mean, I was digging my nails into my hand to like calm, wow. calm. Wow. And also like make yourself, not small, but make yourself like centered. Like you don't, mm. You don't need to be reaching out to them. Bring them to you. And so what happened was... Need a magnet. Yes. By me being quiet, then it became, well, Amanda, what, what do you think? And I was like, oh, now y'all niggas want to hear what I Thank guess. you for asking. <laughs> I'll take the floor from here. Girl. And she said, you was... I loved it. And I love how you've created your own space. Um, Thank you. We share the similarity that 
regular TV don't really work for us. It don't. It's too much, much of a muzzle. Yeah. And we are not to be muzzled. And so you've created your space of being able to speak. You've used this technology that we have access to today. I'm like, man, I wish I was inspired back when we had the <laughs> technology back then, man, please. I'll be, mm. But you are taking advantage of the really beautiful opportunity that technology has created for us and creating a world. So I'm, I'm really grateful you included me in it today. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I hope that you do take this knowledge to, like, YouTube is a, a great space for you to monetize in a way that feels ethical to you. Okay. Well, you can lead will, me, yes, guide because me that's, that, Because when know. you talk about this technology, like, I was standing in my own way mm. thinking that if I wasn't doing what I want to do without the approval of these other spaces, that it wasn't as valuable. Mm. And then people were like, well, there's a whole space over here where you can do your, do thing. your thing. Why would you not be over there? And I was like, oh, because I feel like that's for like young people. And people were like, no, that's for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like you if you're a visionary, to, yeah. if you create, then this is for you. And so, you know, mm. shout out to all of you all who are listening and shout out to all of you all who watch every week on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV, because you have very quickly built this up into a space that allowed me to say like, oh, you know, we did something new. And yes. that's very scary for a lot of us. So thank you, Ms. Ananda Lewis. Thank for joining you, us. Amanda Seals. This has been incredible. <laughs> it's been so much fun. 